This is Comet Picks by the Glick. Hey, and I'm your host, Jason Glick. Hey, host Jason Glick. How are you doing? I'm doing just fine, John. How about you? Yeah, not bad. Cool. Yeah, hey, and so, um, I, hey, we're talking about Slam Dunk tonight, and as, if you've read the blog for a while, it's like, you'd notice that I swore off talking about this series a couple months back when um, I actually made the mistake of going onto Amazon to check the uh, check which is the last volume of the series. Turns out, last one was 31, and they said, oh, wait, like there's only like 12 minutes left in this game. And I was like, wait a minute, you mean they're still in the same fucking game they started back in volume 25? <laughs> Holy shit. Okay, so I basically swore off that, you know, I'm not going to go on about this series until um, we get to the podcast, like when the series is done, all 31 volumes are out, and I had a chance to read this. I just figured we were going to the, um, basically, this is going to be the anime version of Rocky. You know, it's not, a, it's not about a guy who won, but a guy who went the distance. Because after volume 31 volumes, you're facing like this one, like this, and seven volumes on one goddamn, um, like, uh, match. It's like, I figured, okay, it's going to end with them losing and, you know, just them going the distance. That's not how it turned out. But let's, let's turn back the clock here. And also to help me turn back the clock here, I'd like to welcome back Myron to the podcast. Hello. Hello, everybody. Hey, Myron. Glad to have you back. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, because you know it's like when it comes when it comes to uh, you know talking about people talking about slam dunk. There's um, you, my friend Tara, who just thinks Sakuragi is the cutest, and um, well, yeah, like I said, it was it was not a hard choice to, to ask ask for your input on this. Yeah, I mean, this is a this is a series that I used to watch when I was a kid living in Okinawa, and uh, talking to you earlier about it. It at the time. At the time, Slam Dunk kind of emulated what was going on in the NBA. I've never read the manga, but from from watching the anime, uh, Hanamichi, he he always had. Yeah, like let's this. point out here, like, you know, like that even though he's never read the manga, like like when you're talking about like Shonen Jump manga adapted to, to anime, it's basically a one to one ratio here. I mean, yeah, just, fairly, yeah, yeah. They're just going to be like trying to adapt the manga, the on. Like the anime, the manga, as closely as possible. If you don't believe me, well, you know there is the fact that you know they made a whole series of, about Dragon Ball that was about adapting the anime, the manga closely in Dragon Ball Kai. So, Myron, please continue. Yeah, like uh, during 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 the nineties, you know the Bulls were you know the hottest team in the NBA, and if you ever watch Slam Dunk, you'll notice the Shohoku uh, High School team. Their jerseys are the same colors as the Bulls back in the 90s. And Hanamichi at the time, he always had like the freshest Jordans and then the newest kicks. And, uh, that was, that was like, and, and even to today, like having like the, the latest sneakers, like the trend, it's something to have. And during the time of Slam Dunk, like even if you've never watched basketball ever in your life, this show is actually, or this anime or manga was actually a good introductory course in the in the game and fundamentals of basketball. <laughs> yeah, and you're you are absolutely right about that because I honestly could not give a shit about the sport itself. I mean, yeah, it's like this is really shocking news. I I can imagine, <laughs> but um, like this is this this is a series. It's all about a sport I can't care about, but at the same time, it was thoroughly compelling throughout its 31 volumes, even if it was a bit frustrating in its in its um, decompressed state for some of these uh, some of these matches. But let's let's back this up here. Like, like you know, we're talking about like the, the whole series in like in total. I mean, it's like we're talking about like let's 
like go back to the very beginning, and we're talking about like this main character, right? You talk about um, ha- uh, Hanamichi, like or Sakuragi Hanamichi, the main character, a thug. <laughs> yes, like this red-haired, red-haired thug with a pompadour, who's just like you know the um, archetypal Japanese bet, like um, idea of like a high school bad boy, and we're interested in him as he's like suffered his like umpteenth rede- rejection from a girl in high. Like uh, in junior high, just as he's going into junior high school, like he's about to like you know he's the, the bad baddest ass fighter out there. But at the same time, you know, he can't 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 get a girl worse shit. But then, like um he's like apparently his last girl his last girl rejected him because like he wasn't into into basketball. And so when when someone when someone comes up to him in high school and asks him like, oh are you, you're tall, you're into basketball, he's like, what did you say? And it turns out there's this. Beautiful girl, um, hi, Cardico, who, like, and he's like immediately in love, and like, he's like, oh yeah, I love basketball. So, and that's and that's how the story of the um, rookie phenom begins. So, I mean, like, that's and the story is basically, you know, how this guy who knows nothing about the sport, not even the fact that you're supposed to dribble between, like, when you're um, crossing the court, right? Yeah, I mean, that's. And it just goes on to become like, like a um, a major asset to this high school team who goes to the national championships, and um, it's but also it works but it works on both levels. Cause, I mean, like, yeah, you've mentioned it's, it's got this like hardcore basketball knowledge as well. I mean, like Inoue is the mangaka Takiko Inoue. I mean, this is the series that made him as a creator. I mean, he's this is like one of the most popular manga of all time. Sold over a hundred million copies in Japan alone. And we're not talking about all the all the copies that sold outside of outside of Japan and all, because God knows this is, like this series is still big business. It's one of the seminal Shonen Jump titles. They even named Chicken and Bakuman. That's how that's how much of a of a seminal title it is. But but the same but I mean but even then it's like it does provide a good ground up view into the into the sport itself, from just like from the um from the fundamentals to the like to the to the advanced like um, theology as well. It's like it's like it's it's really compelling, and I and even though it's like I, I don't care about the sport itself, it's still compe- it's still really engrossing to see um like Hanamichi grow as a character throughout the course throughout the course of the series. Right, and I mean, you know, when you're first, like you said, when you're first introduced to Hanamichi, he's a thug who, you know, he, he's known to be, he's known to be like somewhat of a bully, and he gets into basketball, uh, you know, to impress a girl, and Off I think, pussy. yeah, exactly, you know, pussy in his power, but um, at the same time, like, you know, his his natural ability as a fighter also kind of helped him. Uh, build up his athleticism to getting into the fun, like getting into basketball. And like you said, when he first tried out, um, you know, he knew nothing about it. He knew nothing of dribbling or whatever. All he did, all he wanted to know, all he wanted to do was impress this girl. But throughout the series, you learn the fundamentals of basketball with him because, you know, I'm not sure if this was like, if it was like this in the manga. But in the anime, you know, when Hanamichi would do something like do like do a move or a foul or get a, or get a technical called, you had a you had a little guy I forgot his name a little guy who come out and do Dr. commentary. G? 
Yes, yes, that's his name. Yeah, he, he, they did that. In the, they did that in the like, you know, Doctor T is basically like um, in a way just uh, going on about his his knowledge of the sport itself. Correct. Yeah, he would come out like at, like you know to give you just a clue in on what what happened and what you know what's going on. Like you know Hanamichi, you know he he fouled he fouled you know when when uh, hitting the player as before it left his hands, and that's why he got a foul. Whoop de whoop. So I mean, I thought that was very interesting too that those little cues or tie-ins would come in in the middle of the game or the middle of the story just to explain uh the rules of basketball for you and for me like i mean i grew up liking the game of basketball but i never was into it as hardcore as like my friends or my father was but watching this anime you got more of uh insight to it so when you actually watched a basketball game like slam like slam dunk kind of opened that open those eyes for me and the, yeah. and, the, and the story was just charming altogether because it was action packed it was hilarious and you know you were you were rooting for hanamichi every step of the way no matter what he had to do to get there Indeed, it's like, and you know, I, I one thing about the like, I mean, you learn all sorts of interesting about the about the game, like the point where like, I didn't know that that goaltending was like an issue in basketball, where you just you can't you know, interfere with the ball as it's on its way down, right? Yeah, like for, like after a player shoots it off. I mean, like there's this one point where like the uh, where after Hanamichi just like you know, smacks the ball out of the basket, like the, the ref calls goaltending on him, and like the, the the ref has an aside, like these these, these two little panels where he goes, wow. I've never had to call goaltending like in a high school game before, huh? So it's it's fun things like that. But I mean, like it's, but I mean, like the series itself is it does follow like the whole Shonen Jump. You know, I'm going to be the best at X for this kind of thing with like through Hanamichi, right? And, and, and but also like you, he does this like um in a way does establish a a very a very good um like um supply of supporting characters. I mean, you've got Takenori Akagi who I. I I have to ask your opinion for this, Myron. I think Akagi, he's easily the, the, the blackest Japanese man to have ever have lived. I, I agree, too, because when you find, like, like you find out that that's actually Haruko's brother, and you're like, huh, yes. what? And he's, like, the blackest Japanese man I've ever met. But I, I, I go with it. And for me, you know, for me growing up in Japan, there really wasn't that many black characters in anime. And, you know, as much as I love Dragon Ball, Mr. Popo was kind of insulting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, um... Uh, and uh, you know he Rukawa or not Rukawa? Um, Ru, uh, actually, yeah, I'm going to Rukawa. Rukawa was another uh, pivotal character on that squad. He had yeah, the he's basically he like, had, like Hanamichi's rival. Like exactly, he's, he's like like well, Hanamichi's like the ultimate newbie. Um, Rukawa is like the ultimate ace in this in, rookie ace in the series. Yeah, for me, for me, the relationship between them was kind of like Goku and Vegeta relationship, in which like they. Like especially Hanamichi, he always tried to outdo Rukawa because all the girls loved Rukawa. I mean, he was a basketball like genius. He he was handsome, and all the girls drooled over him. Even even he, uh, he was like he was like the, the silent brooding type. Yeah, exactly. And even Haruko, like you know, had a you know had a crush on him. And every time you see those hearts on her eyes, every time Rukawa would you know come by, Hanamichi had daggers or flames in his eyes, and that that kind of helped him drive to become a lot better in basketball in the beginning of the series and even and even uh um oh what's his name uh akagi akagi like you know his demeaning attitude towards hanamichi kind of helped drive him too like you're not good enough like you know why even talk to my sister whoop to whoop like all the those in the beginning those two characters like helped him 
uh, learn and, and get better at the fundamentals of basketball. And then, you know, I'll let you explain later, but the characters that came later on, you know, helped stepped up his game. Yeah, like like so. Miyagi, like Miyagi, like the short guy who you know, initially comes off as kind of like a rival to Hanamichi, but then they they bond over the fact that hey, we both joined basketball because because there were these girls we both really liked, and they're both and then, thugs too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but then there's um then there's then there's Mitsui who was like the um he used he was the high, he was the junior high ace, but then he had an injury that caused him to fall out of the, out of the game, and he became a he became even more of a thug than Hanamichi. We in, were introduced to him. As he's trying to, um, like you know, get the get the uh, basketball team suspended, right? Um, fighting, and uh, but then like he then in true show and jump fashion, he realizes the error of his ways and he's won over by their by their passion, and he joins winds up joining the team. And he even he even gets his his full set of teeth back as well. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> yeah, because I mean when he's when like, I mean when you when you first meet up with him like. He gets his teeth knocked out, but then when we, when he joins the team again, he gets his hair gets his hair cut to a decent to a decent respectable size, and his teeth are are he gets like new new teeth as well. So that's that's fun as well. I mean, this like um Slam Dunk really did a good job of like establishing a lot of the like, the fundamentals of like Shonen Jump that we understand that we like know and enjoy today. Like, you know, like the rookie who becomes like the best he is at what best there is at what he what he does. Like the uh, like in Hanamishi, you've got the, uh, the the experienced, like the, the experienced mentor who, like in um, in Akagi, who like te- teaches him the who, like who is hard, but teaches him like how to be the best, how to be the best. And you've got like the, like the rival who he eventually wins over through his passion and all, and it and it and it works beautifully throughout a lot, a lot of this run. I mean, but at the same time though, like I will concede that you know if you've read the blog for a while, you know like it like the first couple of volumes annoy the hell out of me. Because I mean, you've got um, Hanamichi, who I, I mean, I've heard all the hype about this series. Like, this is one of the best Shonen Jump titles of all time, and like Hanamichi's gonna make one of the best like players. But at the same time, like, it, the first couple of volumes are really annoying because they we're still dealing with the whole get acquainted um, part of the character. Right? We're saying he's still he's still more of a punk than a basketball player, and like, you know, we're not actually seeing him, you know, be a decent basketball man. And um, it isn't until like around volume four or five when they have their first match with their arch rivals, um, Ryonan, that um, you know at, the, at this point like I was kind of like I think it was like then I was like oh like they're just like dragging this on oh like he's just like being an annoying asshole it's like I was just I was reading this volume and it's like I was like constantly going off at all the stuff that was annoying me then I realized wait 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 this, it's over now but but I was just getting into it and it's this bizarre feeling that I had when I the series I was. This volume, where I was just like you know, constantly like ridiculing in my mind about what was going wrong with it, and then at the same time when it was over, it's like I was like, wait, but, but I wanted more. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. It's like and 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 from there though, like like um like Slam Dunk just goes, just 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 goes right there. It hits its groove. And yes, it takes several volumes, but you know, like Slam Dunk is really good. It's. It's a good argument for the for the pros and cons of decompression in the sense that you know, you know like the uh, like early on like in the first so first like say up around volume fifteen or so it's like you know like I liked how they um they they get a good like makes it like you know like um a matches per it's like um per volume like you know like it's just, they won't last like you know it's like they'll start start a match in one then they'll end in the next or so or maybe they'll end one the one after that you know but this it doesn't like you know get too annoying, but then 
when you get to their match with Umbreonon, it's like five volumes. I mean, it's like it's the, yeah, it's the rematch from their initial initial battle, but but at the same time though, it's like holy crap! How did these people like enjoy this series while it was going on for this long? I mean, I mean, it's like just just the fact that like the the, the Rionon rematch lasts for about five goddamn volumes was annoying as hell to me. But at the same time though, I will concede that um, in a way. Um, you know, in stretching things out, really does a job of like getting you into like the moment of of a match when things change. I mean, because that's okay. Because let me here's the thing that I love about Slam Dunk more than anything else that it's not about the score, it's not about the skill. Well, okay, it's kind of about the skill, but it's really the one thing that that's matter about matters about every single match is the momentum. Right. Yeah, because it's never about because I mean. In the in the battle with with Rionan, I mean, it's here's the here's the key. I mean, I can't think of another creator who would have the balls to do to do a story where the um where the main characters um get a um a massive lead on the good guy on on their opponents and then stage the drama where 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 the um where the where their opponents start to come from behind attack. I mean, it's all with Slam Dunk. It's all about who has the momentum. Who not not necessarily who has the higher score at a given point? It's about which which side is the game going for? Because I mean, even though like um, Shohoku has the um, higher score in their match with Rionan, Rionan manages to um, start start um, like doing like a series of incredible plays in their in their rematch with it that shows them holy crap! You know, like we can't act like that. Sh- that shows them, hey, we've got skills. We're going to actually like, you know take this game back from Shohoku. I mean, that's the thing here. I mean, my defining moment was when, um, for the series that really like slipped from my love for it, was when uh, I can't remember which volume exactly it was. But it was when they're fighting with when they're ma- there's a match with Shoyo, when um ha- when Hanamichi um shuts down their um lead player, and but at the same time he fouls out of the game. Right. Uh, yeah, and, and but at the same time, I mean, it doesn't matter that like the Hanamichi wasn't there to like score the defining goal. Um, that's that's for later. Trust me. Um, it's it's like it like he he what he did there. Even though he wasn't in the la- last the, the last couple minutes of the match, he shut down their momentum. He killed basically. Yeah, the game was still going on for for there, but you know it was over as soon as Hanamichi showed them that this rookie could take down these experienced guys who've gone to the nationals. Hey, you know it was that was it. That was all they needed. Right. And I think, uh, you know, earlier from what you said about how Shohoku's rivalry with, uh, rivalry with Rionan, how could it go so long? Was because I think, especially with that team, that school, like Hanamichi met his match with, uh, Sendo, you know, um, Hanamichi, I mean, Hanamichi had his rivalries amongst, like, his own team at first, and, you know, they built their, you know, their rapport and, you know, team, team, uh, ship, teamwork together but then now they're facing up against other teams other rivals and it's like by the time they get to riona and it's like oh dude like i can't i can't get around this guy like yeah they were scoring on him uh you know fairly high at first but then like when sendo came out with the moves and you know the rebounds and the jump shots like he did like hanamichi was kind of flabbergasted at first like oh my goodness like i can't get around this guy what's up with this guy and their team captain was like 
you know, that was, that was Akagi's big rival, uh, U, I think it's U, Uo, Uozumi. Uoz, yeah, Uozumi. Like, that was his big rival. So, the tension between those two schools, that was like their main, um, antagonist, I guess you would say, for that series. Like, anytime you would see a game in the, in the anime from them, you knew it was gonna be like a dope series. And it sucked for me having to wait each week, having to, having to wait for that. Yeah, it's like, and it's like, Really, it's like the um, the battle the battle against um, Ryonan could could have been like a uh, like a series ender for them, but you know I imagine the series was just like so enormously popular that they just that like the editors had shown to them, no no you can't end it at twenty you need to keep going they have to go they're going to the nationals so you got to show what's going to happen then yeah and and then after that you that we get um it's like we get like a nice match where they fight against like one of like the real um like villains of villains of the series in their first match. I mean, but they, they do, like, in a way, it does a good job of selling the fact that, like, that Ryonan is the, um, you know, Shonan, Shohoku, is the um, underdog in the Nationals. I mean, they draw a bum ticket um, going up against, like, this A-list team in the first half, in the first round, and they they, they pull it off because, you know, because, like, that team, not because, I mean, that team may, be a, may have, like, better players than them, but at the same time, they do not have the same sense of teamwork that Chihoku does, and that's what right. dooms him in the end, you know, because that's, it's, it's very Shonen Jump-esque in the sense that, you know, you've got, like, that whole, shows you, uh, that friendship and, you know, working together is what ultimately wins, and that's, and I guess it's, that's really, that's satisfying there, but then, the next match is the climactic one against um, Sano. Now, Sano, Sano is not your usual, you know, big bad for a series. Sano has no ego. They are the, um, they, they are the um, defending champions of the Nationals, and um, they're going up against Chohoku. And um, they, to the point where they, 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 these are the guys who just, who just say, oh, like, they're this, like, they don't look at Chohoku and go, oh, no, there's this, like, this, this no-name high school team. We're going like, to cream them no matter what. These are the guys who, like, get a bunch of alumni to form a pseudo-Chohoku team and um, fight them uh, and, and take them on in a, in a pregame match. And of course, you know they win because um, we have to we have to draw draw drama here somehow. But um, what what works what really works with Shohoku is that they um, you know they've got their they got their own personal teamwork and they also realize you know we're the underdogs we're the bad guys in the match in this match they're not going to want to see us the audience is not going to want to see us win against Shohoku so and Sano so we've got to go and you know be be our best bad guy self. And it works for a good portion of this match, uh, up until the point where after the second half, when they just, oh man, it's like Sano just dominates them. I mean, they not they get they don't just get the momentum; they get the scoring point, scoring margin over them to the point they get a, an over twenty point uh, margin in the second half against Chohoku. And at this point, you know, they like you're thinking like, oh shit, man, what are we gonna do here? But then. This is where um, Sakuragi's um, like phenomenal talent comes into play because um, he re- he looks at this and says like he like he well he takes a forced timeout with their coach I mean Coach Anzai I mean like uh, I don't know how much I like, talked about him in the in the anime but this guy is like beautiful the most he, laid he's the most laid back coach ever oh yeah he's he's the most laid back coach ever now but he used to be the white haired devil before yeah. he got to this high school position. Yeah, that's what they used to call him, yeah. 
Yeah, but you get to see this this the whole Whitehead devilness when he takes um Sakuragi out on a timeout um during the the um Sano match and he shows him, Okay, like, hey, you know, Sakuragi, you're gonna sit here and list and watch what's going on here. And it's like, don't see and he shows him how Sakuragi's talent of rebounding is going to be the key to the game. And like this is like like four volumes from the end here. And it's like we're talking like like like, like we're gonna like in you know, the last like four or five four volumes like take like take place over like the last ten minutes of the match. That's how decompressed the series is. At the same time, you know, you've got this beautiful moment where Sakuragi, because he's a goddamn punk, you know, just when he gets back into the match, he gives um, Akagi the concho to get him the like, finger up the ass to get him back into his game, and then jumps on the uh, on, on like the officials' table to say, "Yo, hey, we're gonna." Like we're gonna kick show, like I, I like we're gonna kick show, show um Sano's ass right now, and I love how like you know Sano sees this and go, yeah we like this, you know they because they're not because they look at this and go hey, hey this is a this is the team who is like you know keep giving their best no matter what, like to the to the very end and like, I like I like how like Sano just basically um it's not. None of these matches are really are rarely ever personal. It's always about you know like them trying to be the best they can. And Sano, even though you know they're essentially the antagonists in this thing, that's all they are. They're the antagonists. They're not the bad guys right. to the point where you know they you understand their motivations and like, you know why they want to do this. I mean, it's not just you know hey we're the um, champions we're going to be, like, be champions again. So it's like you know, we have something to prove every single time. Right. Yeah, and that's what makes and to get into the last volume here, you know, the last volume, like I said, I told said something. I'm expecting this to be like you know the Japanese answer to Rocky. Yes, it is, and no, because the final, the final volume, true, as any final volume should contain some of the most thrilling moments of the series. The point where like um, Shohoku. Does manage to save a stage and that dramatic catch up in the series, but also at the same time, Ikonomichi, um is also suffering from a from a a near debilitating um, injury on on the court. But the same and um, it's but then at the same time though, he convinces the coach that hey, you know, this is the greatest day of my life. You're not keeping me out of this game right now, and um, and I will say that yes, Sanomichi does provide the defining. Moment in this game, and it is glorious. And at the same time, though, it's all the um, the aftermath is also also bittersweet because you understand that what happens next to Shohoku was almost inevitable after what they went through with Sano. So really, it's like, like I I said, I the series didn't really start off as awesome as I was expecting, but in the end, it did start end as awesome as as its reputation is has said. It's like, this truly, this is one of the best, this is like you know, one of the best like Shonen Jump series ever. It, it's one of the series reasons why like, like Jump Manga is the most popular like manga in the world hands down, because like, you know, this, is, this is the series, this is the manga magazine that still sells millions of copies each week. Mm-hmm. You know, like, um, you know, when other comics like, you know, struggles in America struggle to sell like more than 100,000 copies an issue. So, but so so overall, I mean, like, yeah, it is it is about basketball. It's a sport I don't give a shit about. But at the same time, it it tells a thoroughly compelling character story, and um, it dramatizes the mo- the moments 
in like in the match. Even with like it drags him out so goddamn long. It's like um in a way his decompressed approach allows him to dig right into the um the minute of each of each match, show them show you when like the the momentum changes and like all the and how like a single play can define a match forever. It's like when Sakurai Rias, you know, left hand stays loose. It's beautiful. Yeah, and it's and you know it's like I I myself um you know I'm a big fan of the anime and I recently well maybe not recently like a few few months back came across the entire um the entire anime set at Frankenstein's for a hundred bucks and I had to buy it because you know that that's a series by the time by the time I left Japan I never finished it and this is my second chance to finish it because they did release. U.S. versions out here in the states, but I guess it didn't take too well, and they stopped selling it. And I guess they have the bump on Hulu right now. But if you have the opportunity to watch the anime or you know read the manga, this is this is one you know like going to what Jason said. You know, growing up with Shonen Jump, like this is one of one of my favorite Shonen Jump series outside of Dragon Ball Z from like the '90s era, and. Um, yeah, it's it's it always has a place special place in my heart, especially especially the soundtrack. It had the bombest soundtrack back in the day, and it still does. Yeah, I only watched like the first episodes um, when they're showing up at the anime club when I joined back in '97. But um, I get I'm sorry, I get the soundtrack at all. But oh, you don't uh, like it? Oh, I I, I don't. Know, I can't remember it. I mean, I I remember like you know Sakuragi um like running across the uh, rink with the the ball in his hands, not dribbling. And the entire in the entire audience, the entire spectators like face palming, um, like like um, like right afterwards. But I can't remember um him, you know, the soundtrack at all. It's just it's just lost lost in the seas of time in my head. Oh, but man, if, I wish I wish I could play music over here right now. I bump it right now. I think uh, I think Crunchyroll is actually has a uh, slam dunk in their uh, anime selections. So there's uh, another way. There's another way you guys can watch it, or those listening to this podcast can watch it. Yeah, because I've I've honestly I've honestly never seen a sports anime that could touch this series. I mean, there's been so many out there since then, since Slam Dunk, like Prince of Tennis, and you know, there's another basketball anime out called Kokoro no Basket, but, you know, like, this series had that charm that I don't think can ever be recaptured again. Yeah, it's like, I mean, the thing is, like, whenever I hear, whenever I hear about Kuroke, Kuroko no Basket, um, that's, it's always in the context of, like, some sort of, like, yaoi doin, doujinshi, or, like, the fact that, like, someone <laughs> in Japan is apparently, like, so fucking um, against the series, they, they see terrorist threats whenever they hear some sort of event about it is staged. I mean, that's, I don't know what's going on with over there, but it's like that. that that's just great. That's just crazy ass shit, right? From what I hear. Yeah, that's harsh. And <laughs> and even for me too. Like I remember, uh, um, if if any of you guys out there listening to this podcast, if you have a Super Famicom or Super Nintendo or even emulators, I mean, they made some great slam dunk uh, RPGs back in the day for the Super Famicom. Um, all, along from the same developers who did a. Uh, uh, the Yu Yu Hakusho uh, games. It's it's more of like a strategy sports game, RPG style. So it's very interesting to check out. I yes, gotcha. I'm verifying right now. Crunchyroll does have the 
looks like the entire... It's like 108 episodes, if I remember correctly. 100 what? 108. 108 episodes? Yeah, they've got them all. Yeah, it's a hundred something. Yeah, so it's there's it's a, there's yeah. a cheap way for your, the audience to uh, you know. Yeah, but I will say one thing. I will say that you know this is like the second sports manga I've talked about. I mean, compared comparing it to um, Cross Game, which is a which is a baseball manga. I mean, it's, it's interesting to uh, see about how like you know the approach they take in the that uh, Mitsuru Dachi takes with um, the matches compared to Takuhiko in a way. Like his like his his um, baseball games are a lot more compressed. But still, but still, very issued at a very slow pace to the point where just like you're kind of like hanging on every moment, like saying, "Why won't you go faster? I want to know what happens next." Like that right. kind of thing. But um, but and in a way, he's like a lot more decompressed in the sense of, you know he's like he's definitely into every single moment of a basketball match. But at the same time, though, Slam Dunk is the better series because um, in a way, knows to at least keep the uh, romance. On the back burner because, like, you know, with Sakuragi and, Han- and Haruko, it's always like you know, just like googly eyes, like ev- like every so often, yeah. and it's it's never like made a major focus of the series. I mean, he's he puts it in there because he knows that okay, you know, we've got to have a romance in there because we want to appeal to everyone. But cross game like the uh, it's like the uh, the romance in there was just fucking terrible, generic shit that never goes anywhere. But at the same time, you know, like you can tell that. That anyway realizes okay, I, I, I'm just doing this whole romance thing because it has to be in there. But see, I'm keeping it at the absolute minimum that I can, and maximizing the basketball action. Which is, I know, well, which is well, yeah. It's not only that. It's like what, what what you just said too. I mean, what I liked about Slam Dunk too is like it, it kind of reminds me of my times in high school. Like I've never like I mean I tried out for a basketball team once, but you know um, I. Uh, it just reminds me of that era where, like, you, you know, you want to join the basketball team so you can become, like, the mo- like a popular kid in school or impress a girl or even when you do, like, even when you do have basketball practice, I mean, you have practice, you got to bounce practice, your social life, uh, your school, and Slam Dunk kind of touched on that, on all aspects of that factor. I mean, it didn't, it, it, it was a show, an anime, a manga about basketball, but it also touched on, not only uh, Sakuragi's, but everybody else's, like every other main character in that in that show, like it touched on their personal lives. Like when Hanamichi wasn't, you know, playing basketball, he was kicking it with his thug homies. He was like the leader. <laughs> he, he 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 was the leader of his little thug crew, and you know, trying to trying to oppress, uh, you know, Haruko. And then you had. You know, Rukawa, like when he wasn't playing basketball, he was sol- solemnly kicking it somewhere, like on the roof of the school or doing something. Like it had a nice touch on, you know, getting, you know, in between games, like it touched on their personal lives as well. And you got to see them outside the court and how they are as a character. Well, yeah, I know what you mean. At the same time, though, they, they didn't, um, like, you know, like delve into, like, you know, like high school, after high school drama, anything. Yeah, it, it gave you, it really did give you, like, a good idea of who these characters, these people were, like, beyond just, you know, being basketball players. But at the same time, like, I mean, a lot of the action was just focused, like, on the court itself. I mean, like, in a way, just, like, real, a lot of their, a lot of their character through action, through their actions on the court. Uh-huh. And rather than just, you know, doing, like, a silly, like, high school drama, like, like, and so I mean, yeah, he did the whole, yeah, oh, like these, everyone here is failing. We've got to go and like everyone's got to go and like you know do super studying to make up these, make up their grades and all. But at the same time, you know, this is just kind of like you know, he he kept this, the, all like 
all like the non basketball bullshit to a minimum. <laughs> and I love and I love him for that. Yeah. Good series. Yeah. So overall it's like, you know, like slam dunk, like a fantastic series. I mean, I know it's sold price old fuck all in in America here because it's um because it's a sports manga. But and um this is probably only releasing it because they've got because they want to like promote um like like Inoue's image. But you know, that's that's the right way to do so because it is a fucking phenomenal series. I love it. Even though I I can't give a shit about the sport, it's a. Uh, I loved re- I loved rereading the entire series for this podcast, and you know it's like, uh, and this is, this is the reason why I continue to follow anything Inoue does from from this to Vagabond to what is going to be his eventual masterpiece. Real, it's like um I I am in this guy's court like uh, to like to the bitter end. Myron, now, now let me ask you this before we before we uh, end tonight. Uh, the, the manga you bought from Viz is it is it like a compilation volume or did you buy individuals? Well, it's like it's yeah, it is single single volumes right now. It's like they're just okay. like like Viz is just like you can buy each each volume like one through um thirty one. Uh, I believe at, at this point um because like Viz raised their prices from 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 eight bucks ten bucks like partway through the volume partway through the series run. Um yeah, you're gonna be paying a little bit more. Overall, it's like yeah, I I recommend going buying it now. Buying it now because I can't, you know, I'd love. It would be great if Viz could just say you know, release a nice three in one or like three in one for like the first like say twenty seven volumes, and then two in one for the last four. But um, you know, it's like this the series like you know it's it's sports manga, and for some reason like you know Americans you know just don't like sports manga. They just want you know fighting or ninjas. Or you know, like like psychic powers or shit like that. Yeah. But you know, they, but, you know sports. You know, people, games that, that you know Americans actually play. You know, they don't actually buy. So that's that's crazy as shit. Because you know, like hey, people who actually like basketball, I'd love to know what they what they think about this. Yeah, and that, and that's true. I mean, I I I uh, I think out here what you just said. You know, the demographic is that you know if you want to watch sports, you're going to actually watch live action sports you want to watch anime you're going to watch anime which is dragon ball or you know kashern or something like that like like it it seems like the line here is separate i mean i remember cartoon network brought out the prince of tennis for a minute and it didn't really do too well i mean i don't care about the prince of tennis but i know for a fact it was a popular series in Japan and amongst you know anime heads out here but the fact that it did do too well kind of shows you you know how well uh, sports anime does out here. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I think, I think though, like if you're a real basketball head too, and you watch, uh, you know, NBA games every night, I mean, this is something to just check out, uh, just to get your opinions on it, just to see like how, how well was, did this anime, how, how well did this anime capture the game? And I, and I think you'd be thoroughly surprised on how detailed this series actually was. When it came to bas- not only basketball but high school basketball, yeah, it's a it's a basketball story that focuses almost exclusively on basketball and not and like on a minimum of like dramatic bullshit from from high school stuff. So really, it's like it's it's all basketball all the time. And if you're a fan of the sport, you know what more could you want? Yeah, so overall, exactly. fantastic series. I love it. It's like and I'm and I'm like thankful for like you know like that this this brought over here and I loved re- rereading. 
rereading it from from beginning from beginning to end. Truly, one of the defining Shonen Jump manga, and I recommend recommend anyone who's anyone who is interested. John, any thoughts to like you know wrap things up? Uh, nope. <laughs> All righty then. Okay, so so to, to um die. Um, bring things to an end, like Myron. You know, thanks, thanks for joining me again. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me, dude. I love, I love talking about this series. Yeah, always a pleasure. And also, like you know, for everyone else, for next week or you know, next time, it's like you know, you thought it's the last podcast of 2013, and you know, you thought you were going to get away with it. You thought that I wasn't going to talk about it, but you know, hey, it's time for another podcast about Batman. Because- oh snap! Oh yeah, because Grant Morrison's um, epic run on the character has finally wrapped up with the um, release of the second volume of um, Batman Incorporated, and I'm going to offer my thoughts on all twelve, yes, twelve volumes of his run. So, like, is it is it really the best Batman run ever, or is it just you know pretty good? So, we shall see. All right, and we'll talk to you next time on Comic Picks by the Glick. All right, night everyone. Bye. Later. All right, I think so. that's-